0: Yeah, this morning, I just want to continue sharing where we've been in this season, just uh, with one, this is why we exist, to encounter Jesus and to transform cities with his power and his love. And we're here, we take our place in this city, we take our place in our neighborhoods, we take our place in this region and and we are seeing transformation and, and we're going to see a lot more. And so this season uh, as we came into the end of the year, we just felt like God says you're going to you're going to burn. Like we are here, we're here to be on fire like never before <laughs> through the end of, of 2021. And and so this morning I w- I want to talk about fires of deliverance because Jesus is a deliverer. And he is passionate to set captives free. In fact, he's already purchased our freedom. He's not up there striving, uh, hoping that you know he can come through. He, he finished his work on the cross. He did it perfectly. He rose again on the third day, and he's poured out the Holy Spirit. And there is victory today. And in this room today, they are going to be captives set free. Stuff is going to break off of you. And you're also going to find yourself... I believe equipped in a fresh way to see the freedom that Jesus has given to you to see that given to other people. And I believe that there are many families here that in as as we gather over the holidays, that Jesus is going to be present as deliverer in his fire. And, and there's so much stuff that God wants to break off of us. It's in the, floating around in the atmosphere right now, and, and Jesus has come to bring clarity, he's come to bring light, he's come to bring freedom. One day I was, uh, I was casting a demon out of someone, and, and uh, the, the demon actually spoke, and it said to me, it said, you don't have enough faith. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's right. And then something got on me and said, wait a minute, in Jesus' name, shut up and come out now in the name of Jesus, and that demon left. And I want to tell you something, there's a lot of voices out, out there right now telling us all that we don't have, all that's messed up, but I want to tell you something, Jesus is alive and his victory has been given to you, and you have power and authority over demons, we are not victims in our nation right now. We are victors. We are not just here to say, well, it's a hard time. We're not, you know, you're not a thermometer that's just going around. Well, the temperature, the spiritual temperature is just not good enough. No, you're a thermostat. And you shift the temperature. You shift the atmosphere wherever you go. And so I believe that God wants something to get on you today today. That there's even things that we've put up with that it's time to say no in Jesus' name. That is, it's, that is not happening to my family. That's not going to happen in this city. Uh, God has put me here to establish his victory. Psalm 68 verse 1 says, Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And let those who hate him flee before him. That's the same God you serve. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As, as wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish before God. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, we had a we had a banquet this week and there were candles and 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 we lit the candles and wax burns away pretty easily. <laughs> you know, the wax didn't send it when the fire comes, the wax melts. And the enemy does not stand a chance before our God. And the presence of our God, let God arise. And you know, deliverance is one of the key themes of the ministry of Jesus, and even throughout the Bible. In the Gospel of Mark, over half of the ministry of Jesus is devoted to delivering the demonized. And the Bible never uses the word demon-possessed. It it usually just says they have a demon. Most of our Bibles translate that possessed. I prefer just to say demonized. So Jesus, he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching on the Sabbath, Luke 4.31. And they were amazed at his teaching, for his message was with authority. Jesus has come to give you that same authority. You don't just have words You come in the power of the Holy Spirit. God himself shows up when you show up. God is in you. God is on you. God is around you. And so you don't just come with empty words. We come with power and demonstration and authority. So in the synagogue, there was a man possessed by the spirit of an unclean demon. I've always thought that was kind of funny, like, well, is there a clean demon? but that is exactly what it says. (laughs) And he cried out with a loud voice. You know, everything was nice and neat in the synagogue until Jesus showed up. And guys, sometimes we we have to lay aside our comfort, our desire to have things nice and neat, and say, Jesus, just come and just mess it up and do what you do. I would rather have messy than a nice dead synagogue service are are you hearing me and so some of us even in this season we need to be willing to shift some of our traditions and some of our routines to make more room for Jesus to come in because there's more so do we want nice and neat or the mess that comes with presence and power I'll take that mess that comes with presence and power any day. And I'm thankful for this church that just says, Jesus, just come, blow it up, do whatever you want. We're here to encounter you. We're not here just to make it through a service. We're here to be changed. We're here to be empowered today. (laughs) One day I I was in a a ministry time in a a service and a, a big old man came up. I mean, this guy, this guy was huge, and we started praying for him, and the power of God began to fall on him, and, and people were around him kind of holding him up. He was, about, he was about to fall out, and all of a sudden, this man, a demon, began to manifest in him, and he started, he, he started growling. You know, it's so, like, this man is towering over me, and all of a sudden, he, he's growling, and for a minute, I was like, wow. You know, well, I felt like just a moment of fear there, and then it just came on me, and I said, Free! In Jesus' name. And that man just plopped to the ground and that demon left him. Guys, we have been given power and authority. You have been given power and authority over the enemy. So the demon said let us alone. What business do we have with each other? Jesus of Nazareth. The demons know who Jesus is. And I want to say the demons know who Jesus is in you. And then. The demons actually know how much authority you have. <laughs> like, we're going to become more confident of the authority we have than the demons are. <laughs> like, they know you have power and authority in Jesus' name. You have been given this same authority to do the very things that Jesus did. And, and there are still demons today. You know, sometimes we think, well, the, you know, we, all those are over in some other part of the world. Um, no, they're here. A lot of times they're just hiding. Um, And we have authority over them. And and so when Jesus really shows up in power, you're going to find that they get stirred up to where they can't hide. And in the body of Christ, we're coming into a season again where we're about to see many, 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 many deliverances. Because the demons are not going to be able to stay and hide and be comfortable. They're going to have to come out. They are going to be exposed. And so it's important for us to know what to do when we encounter a demonic spirit. And the, the devil, what he wants to do is he, he wants to make you afraid. In fact, fear is actually one of the, the devil's greatest tactics. It's funny, you know, when I was praying a lot for people and doing a lot of deliverance years back, um, I found that, you know, actually one of the weakest demons is actually a spirit of fear. (laughs) It just yells a lot. And most of the time, see, the enemy is just yelling. He's got this loud voice, but he's really just like this, this little creature with a big megaphone. And he just tries to look impressive. Listen to me. You're the one who has power and authority. You're the one who has the name of Jesus. You're the one who is covered with the blood that terrifies the enemy. So Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, he came out of him without doing him any harm. Jesus is a deliverer. And he sets the captives free. So let's look at another instance of Jesus setting someone free. Luke 13, 10. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness caused by a spirit. And she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. Now, not every sickness is directly a demon. Now, we know that all sickness originated with the devil. But not every every single sickness is a demonic spirit but jesus discerned that about this woman and when jesus saw her he called her over and he said to her woman you are freed from your sickness and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made erect and again she began glorifying god but the synagogue official indignant because jesus had healed on the sabbath Begins saying to the crowd in response, there are six days in which work should be done. So come to them and get healed and not on the Sabbath day. So let's just look at a couple things about that. One, again, not every sickness is a demon, but some sicknesses are spirits. And sometimes it's like if you're getting healed and you're sick and you, all of a sudden, you know, like it's gone for a moment and then it's back. Many times that's because it's actually a spirit of infirmity. And you need to take authority over that spirit. And you need to command it to leave your body in Jesus' name. Seeing in the spirit is important. Jesus saw that what was causing this woman to bend over. Do we have the lights all the way up? What, that what was causing this woman to bend over. Oh, yes. I can see you now. Ah, oh, all right. There are some people out there. That's really good. What was causing this woman to bend over was actually a spirit that he took authority over of and commanded it to leave. And so it's important to see in the spirit. And I want to talk about that a little more in a minute. So not every deliverance is a person falling to the floor screaming. Jesus just prayed for this woman. We don't have any instance of her falling down screaming. He prayed for her and she was set free. And guys, it can be It can be just like that. You can just say for a family member, hey, I'm just going to pray right now and just pray and I just think Jesus is going to do something. And you can just say in the name of Jesus, be free. And many times I've seen people just like that, just with a prayer that simple in Jesus' name, get free. Guys, this isn't about having this all figured out. This isn't about feeling like you're like some kind of expert, have to be some kind of expert in this. This is about... Knowing that Jesus has won the victory and Jesus gives you power and authority and he's going to lead you. And he's going to show you things that you need to know as you step out. So this woman was called the daughter of Abraham. So in other words, like for what at the time she was a a believer. So how did Jesus know this sickness was caused by a spirit? He was moving in one of the gifts of the spirit discerning of spirits. And I want to just look at these gifts for a moment because it's really important as we go out to know that God has given you the manifestation of the spirit. The manifestation of the spirit is like a supernatural toolbox that God has given to you, to each one, right? Are, Are you each one? I think you fit in there. So he's given the manifestation of the spirit. The manifestation actually means to, to show off, to shine, to be an active exhibition, to bring to light, to make plain. He's given you the manifestation of the spirit. He's going to show himself. And so that's what these, we call these the manifestation gifts for that reason, because that's the Greek word. That's there in in front of them. So to one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit at times in you is going to give you a word of wisdom. Like when someone says, My business is struggling, and you pray, and all of a sudden the Lord says, Well, have you tell him, ask him, have you thought about this? And that's a word of wisdom. How many of you have even been stuck? I can't tell you how many times I've been stuck trying to fix something. And I just said, Lord, I don't know how to fix this. And all of a sudden, boom, something came to me and I knew what to do. That's a word of wisdom. Now, a word of knowledge is when the Holy Spirit tells you something about something like someone's a name, a condition that, that you couldn't know apart from the Holy Spirit. Like you, you go up to someone and you say, well, you know, is your back hurting? Like you've had a sense that like that's a word, that's a word of knowledge. And I want to encourage you to step out and try it. Like, the Holy Spirit can give you a name of someone just as easy as he can show you that their back is hurting. So just ask him, does the name, does this mean anything to you? That's a word of knowledge. And boy, it sure helps. To another, faith by the same Spirit. Now, we all have faith. Here this morning we're worshiping because we have faith. But the gift of faith, it comes on you and when the gift of faith comes on you, like, you're just there all of a sudden, and you're not trying to believe. You know that you know that you know that when you declare this, that it is going to happen. Amen. I remember it coming on me one day in, in Mexico. We were praying, and a storm was coming up. We had set up our projector, our screen, and you could just see the storm coming. And, and all of a sudden, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. And then, boom! Boom! Something came on me. And I said, in Jesus' name, I rebuked that storm. That storm split and went around us. But I I wasn't trying to believe a gift of faith came on me in the moment. And you have been given the manifestation of the Spirit. And one of those tools that's in your Holy Spirit toolkit that's going to rise up in you is this faith is going to get on you. And in that moment, you're going to do what God says to do. With incredible confidence. Because you've been given a gift from God. To another, gifts of healing. It's actually plural, I believe. Gifts of healings. (laughs) So there's all kinds of healings that God is going to give to you. He's going to heal physical bodies. He's going to heal broken hearts. I've seen him heal cars. (laughs) I've seen him heal... Computers. I've seen him heal phones. There's gifts of healings by the one spirit. And to another, the effecting of miracles. And so a miracle is when something happens that's even beyond the natural order. Like if I pray for you and you have a cold, you were healed. But if I pray for your arm to grow and it's three inches short and your arm grows, that's a miracle. It's, it's above the created order. And we serve today a miracle-working God. Guys, miracles are not hard for God. Your God works, He specializes in miracles. He created this whole thing. He created you. That's a miracle right there. And so... He has given you the gift of miracles. That's not just for a few people. Nowhere in here does it say the gift of miracles is for a special class of believers who are way up there, way above you, way above me. No, the gift of miracles is part of the gifts of the Spirit that each one of us have been given this package. And so when there's a need for a miracle, you need to step out and you need to say, God, okay, it's not, can he do a miracle? It's, Lord, how do you want to do the miracle? And you get out of your comfort zone, and you step out, and you do what God says. And I found most of the time when God wants to do a miracle, I find myself praying a lot in tongues because my mind is yelling at me, telling me how crazy I am. None of your minds ever do that. Uh, but, but sometimes mine does. Uh, you're crazy. You look crazy. This is really crazy. And so I, I just pray in tongues, I stop listening to that voice, and I just do what God says to do. And so, to another, say, distinguishing of spirits. Okay, we're going we're to talk about this a bit more. Uh, to another, various kinds of tongues and interpretations of tongues. God has given you the gift of tongues so that you can pray beyond your mind. Your mind is limited. Tongues, when you pray in tongues, is coming from your spirit. Now, stuff's going to rise up to your mind. It doesn't mean your mind shuts off. It just means the origin of the prayer is coming from your spirit. And many times, the best way to kickstart, to move in all the rest of these, is to begin by praying in tongues. And and so he gives us tongues and interpretation of tongues. Uh, It's actually not the word translation there. It's more is the word interpretation, which means that like... Sometimes when you're getting interpretation, it doesn't mean you get all the words the person said, but you just know what they were praying, or you know what you know what it, what it was about. And so every single one of these have been given to all of us as believers, the package of the manifestation of the Spirit. But I want to focus in for a minute on this gift of distinguishing of spirits, since we're talking this morning about Jesus, the Deliverer. The most important aspect of distinguishing of spirits is knowing and seeing what Holy Spirit is doing, okay? I feel like sometimes we start backwards with this gift, and when we think that the gift of distinguishing of spirits is just about looking for demons. Which, by the way, I'm not walking around looking for demons. I'm walking around looking for what God is doing. I'm walking around looking for what Holy Spirit is doing. Now, when a demon shows up, the Lord's going to show me what's going on and what to do about it. And so the gift of distinguishing of spirit enables you to know whether something is Holy Spirit, whether it's just flesh, or whether it's demonic. And you just have you have you have this knowing inside of you. Um, I remember I, I put up here, one, the first time I was doing deliverance. Was, I'll, I'll just tell you this story because maybe it'll encourage you in your faith because. A person came to me after a Bible study one day, and they said, Hey, I've invited these demonic spirits in my life, and I don't know how to get rid of them. Can you help me? Um, I said, Well, it's in the Bible. Let's try. You know, I was kind of like, I haven't really done this before. Um, Man, you just have to think that took a lot of guts for that. (laughs) You're like, Jesus, please help that person. So here I am, and uh, I began to pray for this person. And I just began to say, well, you know, in the Bible, Jesus commanded the spirits to leave. He commanded, many, there are times he got their names. And so I just began to command, and I remembered the scripture about Jesus saying, you got to bind the strong man. So I'm like, okay, I want to find, find the strong man. And I want to get that spirit out. So I began to pray, and Holy Spirit showed me what to do. And if Holy Spirit showed me what to do, Holy Spirit can show you what to do. Amen? We have the same Holy Spirit. And so, I began to pray for this guy, and I began to see that these demons, like, they have to do what I say. Like, there really is authority in Jesus' name. I mean, this isn't just a nice story in the Bible. Like, they're scared of Jesus. They're scared of the blood of Jesus. Can you say the blood of Jesus? Jesus. The blood of Jesus terrifies the devil. And so I was, I was amazed. I was like, wow, this is working. These demons are leaving. And then I kind of got stuck. And I was like, Lord, what's next? And he gave me this really weird word. Like, I'm not talking like spirit of fear. I mean, like some a weird name. I don't even remember what it was. But I said, Does this name mean anything to you? And he looked shocked. He's like, How did you know? He said, That's a that's a spirit guide that I invited into my life. And I said, Well, in Jesus' name, it's coming out. And I said that name and that demon left him. Jesus has given us power and authority. And he's given us a gift of distinguishing of spirits. Primarily, we're looking at, we're, we're going around looking for what the Holy Spirit's doing. Sometimes, you know, people can be doing really good, good things, but it actually can be demonic. And so sometimes we've 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 had to pray for people. Sometimes we've had we've had people come in here and, and, and they're doing something that that looks right, but you know there's a, a a vibe that you feel in the spirit that you know is not right. And so you go and and you pray, and and we see people set free. One day, uh, there was a girl with an eye infection, and I, I tell this story in some of our foundation classes. But I was praying for her, and again, most eye infections are just, it's an infection, and you pray, and you want Jesus to heal the infection. But as I was praying, the Lord showed me by distinguishing of spirits that this wasn't just a sickness, but it actually was a spirit causing the infection. And, and, so, and so I prayed, and I been, began to command that spirit of infirmity to leave her eye, and I, I instantly knew that was right. And, uh, but the, the, whole, the whole story, it, it's, a, it's a funny story. You got, actually, after this spirit left, the, the girl couldn't see. Now, when I started praying for her, she could see. And now I've prayed for her, and she can't see. And I'd be glad to pray for anyone in this room who wants prayer this morning. <laughs> and so, actually, we had to help this girl get home, and uh, I, was, I was like, I was at home praying, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> and... Uh, She calls the doctor, though, the next morning, and he says, oh, good, that means the infection's broken off and you'll get your sight back. And I was like, (laughs) of course, yes! (laughs) I knew that. Well, no, no, I did not know that. I know that now. That condition was being caused by a spirit. And God has given you discerning of spirits. You're going to discern things. You're going to see through things. You're going to know the origin. You're going to sense things. Sometimes when you sense certain people talking and there's a, an extreme charisma, but a false agenda, you're going to recognize that there's a spirit behind that that's illuminating. You see, spirits enlighten things. The Holy Spirit enlightens who? Jesus. Like you see, Jesus shines when Holy Spirit fills you. That's what He is, the spirit of the Lord, and He has come. To magnify Jesus. And so when Holy Spirit fills a person, they radiate Jesus. Okay? But another spirit, a spirit of fear, magnifies, supernaturally magnifies fear. And so it it feels really real. And like there's some of you that you're going into atmospheres and you actually think that what's in that atmosphere is you, but it's not you. It's either on someone else or it's something there in the atmosphere. And so part of getting to where we can really shine the light is just kind of shaking it off and going, oh, well, that depression that I feel every time I come into this house is actually not me, but it's something that's here. Lord, what do you want to do about it? How do you want to shine the light and remove that from them? And, and so we're going to have a greater sense of, of, of discernment and distinguishing and, and recognizing what's going on. And there's a lot of us who we've, in this season especially, that the Lord wants to break off accusation. I'm t- there's just so much accusation out there right now. And, and we're going to begin to recognize that and say, no, I, there, no word spoken against me is going to prosper in Jesus' name and i refuse the voice of accusation. All right. So, Luke 10:17, we're going to jump to the 70. The 70 returned with joy saying, "Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name." Now, if the demons are subject to the 70, do you think they're subject to you? Absolutely they are. And i and i want you to leave here this morning 100% confident that in the name of Jesus, You have been given power and authority. And he said to them, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. And so they were seeing people set free. Jesus is seated in the heavenlies. He's given us the heavenly view here. Behold, I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. It's important, you know, as we pray, one of the things I do as I pray for my family is to pray and declare the blood of Jesus covers my family. My family is covered by the blood of Jesus. And, you know, this goes back to the Passover in the book of Exodus where they put the blood, the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. And believe me, the enemy remembers. But all of it was pointing to the reality of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And so when I declare the blood of Jesus covers my family, covers everything that's been given to me, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers every person in this church, from the youngest baby in the womb to the oldest, in Jesus' name. And there's an authority, and and we have been given that authority to tread over the enemy. And I believe a church is rising up that is not a victim church. But a church that knows it has authority. And a church that knows that we were born for such a time as this. Did you know that God looked out and he could have put you at any moment in history? He could have put you back in the middle ages. In the 1300s. He could have put you in the 1800s. In the midst of the Civil War. He could have put you at the turn of the century. He could have put you in the 20s. You know, But Jesus put you in 2021, and prepared you to live in this time, in this atmosphere. It is not an accident that you're here. You were chosen for such a time as this. And I really feel we need to get that on us right now. This is our time. This is my time. I was born for this. You were born for this. To live in this hour and to bring the kingdom of God in this crazy world that we're in right now. So you've been given authority. And there's tremendous power in the presence of God. And I just want to read one more story from scripture this morning just to encourage our faith about the power of the presence of God. In 1 Samuel 5, 2, the Philistines took the ark of God. Now what's the ark of God? The very presence of God. And they took the ark of God and they brought it to the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. And when the Ashdodites rose early the next morning, Dagon had fallen on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and set him in his place again. (laughs) Now, it should be a warning symbol to you if you have to take your God and keep propping him up. (laughs) might better find another God, okay? And I'm just so thankful that we don't have to prop up our God. We don't say, well, it's kind of a hard time right now. Let's all get up here and, you know, God's not looking too good right now. Let's just all prop him up. (laughs) Dagon fell in the presence of the Lord. Well, That was back then, Steve. Things like that don't happen today. In God, they do. Come on. Yeah. The Bible even says that we have a new and a better covenant. Okay? Guys, if anything, we we shouldn't be looking for less than this. We should be looking for more than this. Because you live in a new covenant. God's presence is powerful. So they arose early the next morning, and behold, Dagon had fallen on his face and to the ground before the ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both of the palms of his hands were cut off at the threshold, and only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. <laughs> That's worth laughing about. <laughs> I mean, you just got to think God's up there having fun with this. He's like, oh, yeah, go ahead and park the ark right there. We're going to have some fun. You serve the same God. And the presence of God is in you now. The presence of God is not on a box somewhere. The presence of God is on you. The presence of God is on Jason Church. The presence of God is on Mary Houston. The presence of God is on us. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor all who enter Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod to this day. And I want to say this morning that something greater than the ark has come. The presence of Jesus himself is in you. But listen to me, guys. We got to speak. You got to say, you got to say in Jesus' name, leave. One day I was, we were in, Marcy and I were in Mozambique, and uh, we'd been there. This is when we stayed there for, I stayed there for three weeks. I think Marcy was there for six weeks. We were kind of going through their school, and we're very much a part of Iris Ministries with Heidi Baker. And we were staying there, and uh, in this shack, we called it the Love Shack. It was a, it was a great place. So we're there, and we're, we're staying in the Love Shack. But, but you know, uh, there was no... There was no restroom in the love shack. And uh, I would, you know, one morning I woke up at 3 in the morning. And uh, the Muslim prayer call was going. And it just seemed louder and more demonic than usual. Have you been in a nation where you hear the Muslim prayer call? It's unbelievable that, like, nations actually let people do this. At 3 in the morning. And so I woke up at 3 in the morning and, Jeremiah! You know all that, and and I was kind of like, man, I just can't believe that. Now I woke up and I got to go to the bathroom, so I grabbed my flashlight and it was quite a walk to the bathroom. So I'm out there at three I don't know how you look at three in the morning, but you know, and I'm 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 headed I'm headed the bathroom. I'm frustrated. I enter the bathroom, and I just whisper. Here's what I whispered, praise the Lord. And in that moment, when I whispered, praise the Lord, I felt like heaven and hell reverberate with the power of God. And I knew that my whisper of praise the Lord was more powerful than every speaker blasting out that demonic stuff, my whisper was more powerful. And as a people, we are going to speak in this season. We are not going to be silent. We are going to declare the power and authority in the name of Jesus. And I want you to stand this morning. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I want you just to whisper, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, we praise you this morning. We thank you for your victory that's in this place. And we thank you, Lord, that you've called us and chosen us for such a time as this. And Lord, I just want to thank you for for this house, for this people, for this special call, Lord, that you have put on convergence in this hour, in our city, that we are here to declare that our city is a fortress of worth. And we take our place as an apostolic house, Lord, as a prophetic presence, worshiping people in this region, we take our place. And Jesus, we take our place as your sons and daughters who've been given power and authority to tread upon all the works of the enemy. Thank you, Jesus, for the power of your name. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, just speak his name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, I thank you that a new confidence is rising up in us. Jesus, we welcome you in this house. We welcome you in our homes. We welcome you to come mess with our traditions. We welcome you to orient us to what really counts and what's going to matter 100 years from now. And Lord, we know that all that's going to matter 100 years from now is that, and that we know you, that our families know you, that we've fulfilled our purpose and destiny in the kingdom of God. And we will not hide the light. We will not hide the fire. We will not hide the power and authority that you have given us, Jesus, as your people. And we take our place and we rise up in our families. We rise up in our neighborhoods to proclaim that you are great. And we thank you, Jesus, that Dagon's are going to fall. They're going to fall in our neighborhoods. They're going to fall in our cities. They're going to fall in our nation. That the enemy cannot stand. That God is arising. And the enemy will be scattered. And Lord, I just thank you that even so much of of what's going on right now shows that the enemy is afraid. The enemy is terrified. The enemy is confused. The enemy knows his time is short. The enemy knows that a people are rising up on fire. The enemy knows that a new generation is rising up in the power and authority of God. And that we are here to not survive, but we are here to bring change. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for the power and authority of your name. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to begin this morning just praying for those who say, You know, I prayed about and mentioned and spoke about the manifestation of the Spirit. If you want the gifts of the Spirit to be stirred up afresh in your life, I just want you to come forward right now. And I want us to pray for a quickening of the manifestation of the Spirit in our lives. That you've been given a toolkit. That God has given you supernatural ability. That you know things you couldn't know. You see things you can't see in the natural faith wells up in you. Miracles happen through you. Healings happen through your hands. Jesus himself is inside of you. And so, Father, right now we pray for a quickening and a stirring up of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in all of our lives, God. In Jesus' name, stirring up, stirring up the gifts afresh in our hearts, in our minds. In the name of Jesus, I see the Holy Spirit right now blowing like wind, just blowing off dust. Some of us, it's like those, those gifts have gotten a little dusty. And Father, in the name of Jesus, you're blowing off the dust. And we're going to step out. We're going to step out. And guys, as we step out, this is not about not making mistakes. Okay? I want to encourage you, step out, take risks. You're going to miss it some. But take risks and go for it. So, Father, I thank you for a fresh fire burning in our hearts. And, Jesus, I thank you that the fire of deliverance is going to burn in our families. Father, of this Thanksgiving, we thank you for it, God. We thank you for fresh fire. We're not here to make it through. We're here to see the kingdom of God established. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you that right now in this room that you are a deliverer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want to, I, I just feel right now like the Lord is breaking uh, asthma. I'll, I'll, if, you, if you battled asthma, raise your hand. Okay. Right here. Right here. If someone has their hand raised right now, I want us to pray. And I want you to, to just say asthma in the name of Jesus, leave. Asthma, be gone. Asthma goes. Asthma goes. Asthma goes. In Jesus' name, no more. No more. They're praying for you right now. Just breathe in deeply. Breathe in deeply. Breathe in deeply. In the name of Jesus. I want us just even to pray for a moment for healing for other lung conditions. How many of you feel like, hey, something, you just need prayer for lungs, right? If someone's hand is raised, you just go pray for them right now. Father, we just release that. If that's you, just raise your hand. Anyone else? Right over here. You want someone to come pray. i lady, right over here. Yeah, right there. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right. I feel like, I felt there was someone here that you actually had some kind of allergic reaction, and with that allergic reaction, there was actually like something, some damage that occurred to your body. Anyone here in the room may have been to another organ, um, it even could have been something like a skin, I, I don't know, but anyone here, that makes sense to you? Just wave your hand to me. Okay, right here Gil. Let's have some gather around Gil and, and just pray. Right now, Father, we just thank you that, that you're healing that in the name of Jesus. And we're already praying about lungs and, and this whole arena. I saw the Lord healing chronic bronchitis. Is there anyone that has been spoken over you? Chronic bronchitis. Anyone? Just wave your hand to me. We thank you for the power and authority of Jesus name. <laughs> Woo! Oh man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you Jesus. 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 Woo! Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. <laughs> yes, yeah. Father. We pray right now for Steve Jimenez, who's in the, in the hospital with pneumonia in his lungs. We just ask for complete healing over Steve, life over him, in Jesus' name, that you would raise him up today father in jesus name life into his lungs life over his body we bless him we bless him we bless him we bless him Let your healing flow over him in jesus name and father i thank you that right now you're breaking off accusation and shame is broken off your people in the name of jesus and i bless you that you are a beautiful son and daughter of god that you are created for such a time as this, that you are bringing the light of God into your family. We break the power of curses and words that have been spoken against you, and we forgive and release those who have spoken them. And we declare that you rise up afresh with the love of Jesus and the light of Jesus and the authority of Jesus' name. And I bless you that you are filled with fresh fire from Holy Spirit. I want you to put your hand on someone around you and I want you to declare fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. declare a new boldness, a new boldness over your life in Jesus' name, and that where you go, captives are set free in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for family members set free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Look at a person near you and say, you've been given power and authority. You have been given power. You've been given power and authority I bless you as you go In the name of Jesus You are victorious